there is nothing wrong with making more money, unless there is. We're going to be talking about cash, who's Lord, and five quick cash creation strategies that you can use to fix cash flow issues in your business. Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical, and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose, and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes, and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 15 of the Christ in Business show. It's official. 2018 is over and winter has fallen upon us. There is no doubt about that. Um, Currently this weekend, as I'm recording this in Dayton, Ohio, we had about between seven to eight inches, nine inches. I thought I saw someone measure snow and I couldn't help but think and talk to my wife about this. This is actually probably one of the last real snow storms, if you want to call it that, the last real snow falling that we will receive because we are packing up in just four weeks and moving to Texas, packing up our family, putting everything we have into a 26-foot van, putting our car behind the van and driving down. My dad and I are driving down, my wife and the kids and her mom will be flying, but we are driving and moving the whole family family, belongings, companies, the growth point companies will be going down to Texas and relocating to Midland, Texas. So it was a kind of a sad moment knowing that my four and a half year old son, this is his last snowfall that we're going to actually go and play in unless we're going to vacation somewhere or something like this. Every once in a while, we might get some snow in Midland, but it's not likely. And if we do get snow, it's not likely to be a real snowfall. So nothing like what Ohio will get anyway. Anyway, guys, welcome back. I got a card in the mail. It's my first card in the mail from a listener. So I want to give a shout out to Valerie Pugsley. She gave me a card and I love this card. In fact, I'm going to hang it up in my office here, but I'm looking at this and it says, I am God's workmanship and temple, redeemed forgiven, complete in Christ, seated with Christ in the heavenly realm, an adopted child of God, a member of Christ's body, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of the Creator. I've been given a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Valerie. Love to give you a shout out here. Thank you for the card. I'm, like I said, hanging it in my office, and it will be a permanent part of my office as a reminder. It'll probably also go on my file. I keep kudos from clients, and so it'll go in my kudos file as well. Kudos from listeners. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, Valerie. Thank you for the card. Love it. And That's a reminder. If any of you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at thedavidrobertson.com. Also, one of the best ways you can help and one of the best ways that you guys can reach out is actually going and leaving a review on iTunes. That would help 
dramatically. Share the podcast with someone. Um, subscribe, obviously, if you're not subscribed yet. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out just as an idea. If you guys want to reach out to me, best thing you can do is leave a review and you can also find information on my podcast at thedavidrobertson.com. So today, what I wanted to talk to you about, we're in the middle of winter and I do a lot of coaching with kingdom businesses that are in the business of contracting or in the building industry. So I've done work with heating and air companies. I've done work with electricians and plumbers and concrete companies. I've done work for excavators and builders and painting company, all kinds of companies, all in the contracting industry. And one of the things that contractors experience in the middle of winter is a slow season. Many of you may not know this, but even the heating and the air companies, their business slows down January, February, and March to the point where I had one client, I think I mentioned him in a a video on Facebook or a past episode where he actually, when he's doing his revenue planning and business planning for the year, he actually leaves out any revenue and assumes zero revenue three months out of the year, which is January, February, and March. So this time of year, one of the things, because I do a lot of work with contractors, one of the things that's on my mind is cash flow and specifically working with a few clients in this area as well. So so that is what we're going to be talking about is cash flow. The slow season can bring out the security we have in cash or the the security of our business and cash flow or maybe the insecurity of our business and cash flow. So today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the the five cash creation strategies that you can use to increase your cash. But first, as kingdom business owners or entrepreneurs before we can react to recover a loss or fix cash flow issues, before we can address a need for resources, we must check our hearts. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing why it's important to check ourselves in that and what I mean by that. And then after we determine everything is safe and everything is good in our hearts, then I'm going to show you the five cash creation strategies that you can use to fix cash flow issues in your business. These are cash flow strategies that I use with my clients to generate a cash when it's needed quickly. So, but before I do that, I wanted to share a story and I'll share the story when I was first, when God called me into business, 2012, he called me into business and said, I know you've been in business before. I had kind of gotten out of business and he said, I know you've been in business before, but you did it for yourself. And now I want you to go into business to glorify me. And there was an entire learning process of going through several businesses, all good experiences, all good profitable experiences. But the issue or what one of the first things that he addressed was where my security was in regards to money. All right. And so I wanted to share this story with you because I want to set the stage here with you. The business was going really well and we had to make the decision. We just had William, our firstborn son, and we had made the decision that my wife was going to come home and stay at home with the newborn baby to be a full time mom. 
And this was great. It was a big decision. She, to this day, says that she has been created to be a mom. That really, truly is her call, is to be the best mom that she can be and create a home and an environment for the kids to grow and reach their potential. So, however, just a few months later, experienced just an all of a sudden drop in business. It was it was absolutely crazy. Just everything kind of dropped off and couldn't make payroll, couldn't take home a paycheck anymore. And so here we are, my wife had just quit and the only income that we had was in the business and it kind of dropped out and there was nothing left, nothing there to support us. And so it it was, I think it was in August or something like that. And I called my wife and I said, hey, I'm going to be working late. And basically, I locked myself in the office that I had and I cried out in prayer. I just laid out on the floor, turned on some worship music, and I cried out to God. And I said, God, you've got to move here. You have got to move. And then I kind of picked myself back up, and that was definitely a cry out to God moment, like, help me, an SOS call to heaven, so to speak. And a few minutes later, the phone call rang, and it was someone calling. They had their air conditioner had gone out, so I went out. I found the problem. I did the estimate, and I collected some money. It wasn't a lot, maybe maybe $1,000, maybe less than that, nothing to shout about. However... After I'd gotten that money, I got back in my van, I was completely ecstatic. I was on a high and, and pumped up the music. God answered my prayer and blah, blah, blah. So excited. Thinking back on it, that's completely ridiculous because it wasn't a lot of money at all. And while I was on the way home, I was driving home, God tapped me on the shoulder and he said, how can I trust you with a lot of money if a small amount of money controls your emotions this much? And at that point, I sat back and I was like, wow, that's a big deal. I realized at that point that if this small, meager amount of money, less than a thousand bucks, we'll call it, if this small, meager amount of money had that much effect on my emotional state and how I looked at the world and how I looked at life, and if it controlled my emotions that much, then it was safer in regards to my intimacy with God. It was safer for me to have no money than it was for me to have an abundance of money. Because if a small amount of money controlled me to that extreme, then how much does a large amount of money control me? And if I had a large amount of money, would I truly actually put my dependence and put my faith and put my affections towards my Father in heaven? Or would I be out on my own? At that point, I realized that I had to make sure to guard my heart. I had to guard my the affections of my heart to where I was going. I want to read in Deuteronomy 8, 10 through 8, because this is exactly what the Lord was talking about in Deuteronomy. In verse 10, he's talking to the Israelites right before they go into the promised land. It says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, if you do forget, otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increases, and you all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you'll forget 
the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty, waterless land, and of venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock, and he gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known. To humble and test you, he did this, so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, fear him, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. That is exactly what I'm talking about. This passage where he says, um, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God in verse 11, Deuteronomy 8, 11. Don't forget the Lord your God and don't fail to observe his commands. Otherwise, if you do, when it goes well with you and you're receiving the blessing of God and everything's going great in your business and you have lots of cash and you have profit and you have money in the bank and you have houses and you have employees and everything you have is multiplied. If you forget the Lord your God, then you might say to yourself, it's my power and my strength and my work that I've produced this business. I've produced this wealth. It's my sweat, my equity that I've put into this, my time, my sacrifice. But Deuteronomy is saying, no, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And that is exactly what we're talking about in Matthew 6 or 7, where Jesus talks about mammon, where we can't serve two masters. We can't serve mammon and God at the same time. And mammon there, I could dedicate an entire episode. In fact, I may do that in February with, with a friend of mine, Lawrence. I may have, have him back on the show. But we could dedicate an entire episode to talk about mammon. But basically, mammon is not just money. A lot of trans, some translations in the Bible actually say you can't serve God and money. But it's not just money. It's anything the pride of this life, any material possessions, anything in this life that we trust above God. We put our trust in above God. And so that's another place where God talks about this heart issue when it comes to cash. What I like to do is look at the Lord's Prayer. And the very first part of the Lord's Prayer, I believe, is a declaration, and it's to center my heart for how I am praying to God. It says, My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I look at that as a declaration. Number one, I'm declaring, God, your name is holy. One of God's names is God the provider. God, my provider. Let that name be holy and set apart. Nothing else gets the provision that God gives me. He doesn't get the glory, but God gets the glory. I'm declaring that over my life. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come in my life. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. And from this position, then I go to God in prayer. All right. So after, like I said earlier, as kingdom business owners, as children of God, before we can react to recover a loss or a cash or a need for resources in our business, we first have to look at our hearts. We have to look at our hearts. We have to look at where what position Christ has in our life and what position our resources or our money or our cash has in our life. Where do we place the trust in our life? And once we've done that, once we've established that we're not worshiping mammon, mammon's not getting the glory, but it's God. The provision is not getting the glory, but it's the provider who's getting the glory. Once we realize and come to this understanding and we've established this in prayer in the secret place, once we've established that 
money doesn't have me, but I have money. Once we've established who is Lord, that Jesus is Lord over everything, and he's our provision, then we can actually start looking at some strategies and some practical things that we can do to start creating cash in our business. So, with that in place, this is something that's identifying with you where you're looking at cash and you're maybe struggling with cash. I want you to first go to God, first spend that time and check your hearts and check your loyalties, check where your security is. And then we can dig into the five quick cash creation strategies you can use to create or recover more cash flow in your business. All right, so let's just dive into these quick cash creation strategy number one, the cash gap plan. And all of this, by the way, all of this comes, there's a download that I want to give you. If you go to thedavidrobertson.com slash cash, that is thedavidrobertson.com slash cash, then you can download this worksheet and there's an entire assessment and everything to look at what you need and where you are in your business and which one of these strategies you need to put in place. So the first strategy, strategy number one is a cash gap plan. All right, and this is the strategy I take my clients through. There's a saying, well, although I don't agree with it because it contradicts part of the first portion of this episode. However, it still proves a point here. There's a saying that it says revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. All right, as long as we understand God is king of the kings, then that's fine. We can go forward with this. But the reason why this quote or the saying, I resonate with it so much is because, and again, that's revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. And the reason why I say that is because you can have a giant company that does tens of millions of dollars, but if it's not profitable, then there it's complete chaos, all right? You can have a $10 million company with profit, and things look a lot more sane, Things look a lot more organized. You have more control. But ultimately, that $10 million company with good, healthy profit margins, if it runs out of cash because it has cash flow issues, it's completely toast. It's out of business. If it runs out of cash, then you close up shop. It has to go away. Declare bankruptcy. We see this with Toys R Us, or we see this with some of the retail outlets that are going on. If they run out of cash or they don't have what they need to meet their obligations, everything dries up and goes away. All right, if you have cash flow problems, then one of the first things you need to look at is a cash gap plan. All right, this is a plan to quickly collect outstanding receivables to get your customers to pay on time and to improve your terms with vendors so that your bank account always has plenty of cash into it. So if we look at it, let's just look at a very simple transaction here. If you sell something on, let's just call it January 1st, and you have to purchase materials. You have to pay for, let's say, if you're a contractor, you purchase some materials, you purchase, you put labor in on the job site and you start work. And let's just say you collect maybe a 10% or a 20% down payment. All right. And then you finish a job 20 days later, and then you submit an invoice to your client and the invoice has 30 day terms. There's a gap, there's a cash gap there from when you collect the money, from when you sell the job and you buy the materials and everything that you have there 
for 20 days to complete and then an additional 30 days. So there's a 50-day gap of cash. And that's what the cash gap plan does. It's a plan to shrink that gap to as as small as it can be so you have cash in your account, more cash in your account than you than you need. Ideally, you want a negative cash cap. So you have all the money before your expenses. So you have all the money that comes into your account before you buy materials, before you pay your employees to be on the job, before you hire subcontractors. That would be ideal. And there are ways and strategies that we can do that. And I do that with the clients that I have. So how do you know if you need a cash gap plan? All right. I have an assessment here. Basically, you rate yourself one to five on this. Now, five would be managers carefully monitor their plan to improve collections, lengthen terms with vendors, increase prices as aggressively as possible, and eliminate operational inefficiencies. Cash is being used to invest in growth and repay high interest debt. All right. If that is true in your company, then you're a number five. However, if you're a number one, then this is probably more likely the reality in your company. And that is managers have allowed receivables to grow unchecked. Vendors have tightened their terms. The price pressures and inefficiencies have cut into gross margins. Cash flow problems are increasing. Indebtedness and investments are being postponed. So basically, if that describes your company, then you're, you'd put a number one. Again, this is all an assessment that you can get from thedavidrobertson.com slash cash. All right. Then there's several quick action steps that's in the assessment, but we won't get into that because we need to make sure we're good on time. We still have four more of these things to go. So quick cash creation strategy number two is a break-even plan. All right. And basically when you're in, I think last week we talked about the control stage or the third stage of business. That stage can be characterized by positive cash flow and extra cash that you may have that you didn't have when you're going through the chaos stage of business. However, if you don't manage that carefully, we talked about this last episode as well, the newfound abundance of cash can lead to a bloated overhead expenses or increasing debts or lack of profit. So if you're not careful to manage your cash, then you end up with some issues with spending. All right. So those are the two things that create cash issues in your business. Number one, is it a cash flow thing where you have a cash gap between what you spend and when you collect for it? And number two, your expenses are, are out of control or you're spending too much money. In that case, you need to rein in the spending. So if your business is struggling with cash flow and increasing debts, you have to start with a break-even plan. All right. And this plan is to cut costs just enough to stop the bleeding while driving sales hard to cover your salary and a minimum number of expenses and begin paying back the debt that you have. All right. So this is a point where we say, hey, we realize that suddenly we're not at break even anymore and we're actually spending more than we're receiving. So we need to rein everything down. We need to get in control of our expenses, cut costs, and then drive sales forward. All right. So the way this works, the assessment here, whether or not you know whether you need this type of plan or not, again, rating one to five, a five would be the managers have implemented a plan to cut fixed costs enough to stop the bleeding, quickly spikes out sales and above break even. So the owner's drawings and fixed costs are covered and debt is being repaid. All right. So if that's good, then you're good to go. You don't need this. All right. 
a number one on this scale would be managers have allowed fixed costs to bloat and sales to decline to the point where revenue is below break-even, essential costs are not being covered, and the debt is increasing continuously. And remember, in the way I teach my clients, the way I lead my clients, an essential cost is your paycheck. So if you're not making your paycheck right now, or if you're unable to make your paycheck right now, then you need a break-even plan. Start putting that into place. All right, so that you can rate yourself one to five on that. So quick cash creation strategy number three. We just went over the break-even plan. Strategy number three is a tactical marketing plan. All right, if you need to create marketing activity to get your name out there and increase leads, phone calls, foot traffic, then you need to follow a tactical marketing plan. All right, this is an aggressive, measurable plan to increase your leads, improve your sales conversion rate, increase your average spend per transaction, increase the transactions you get per customer every year so your profit increases exponentially. If you've not seen my presentation on the profit growth formula, that's what we're talking about here. All right, how do you know if you need a tactical marketing plan? Again, on a rating one to five, a five would be that managers have developed an aggressive, measurable marketing plan to produce a predictable number of leads, improve conversion rates, increase the average revenue per transaction, and they increase the transactions per customer, so profits increase exponentially. The result of a marketing plan are being measured and improved on a weekly basis. Basically, if you don't know how many leads you get, on a weekly basis, then you need a tactical marketing plan. If you don't know, going a step further, how much profit each lead brings into your business, then you need a tactical marketing plan. A step further, if you don't know for every $100 you invest in marketing, you will get this much profit back, then you need a tactical marketing plan. So number one, rating that. So no marketing plan exists to produce a predictable number of leads improve conversion rates or increase the average revenue per transaction and increase the transactions per customer. No plan exists to do that. The results of spending on marketing and advertising is unmeasured and unmanaged. If you don't know what your marketing is producing, then you need a tactical market plan. And then also managers are doing virtually nothing to proactively drive revenue growth. You're just kind of waiting for word of mouth. If you believe word of mouth is your best form of advertising, then you probably need a tactical marketing plan. <laughs> all right. And again, all of these have quick action steps. All right. So there, there are quick action steps anywhere from three to five, six action steps on each of these plans. You can get that in the download at thedavidrobertson.com slash cash. All right. Quick cash creation strategy number four is a USP and guarantee. And this is where we get into marketing and branding and messaging. And how does that equate to cash? Well, if you find yourself saying that you need customers with money or you get beat up on price all the time or you need more sales, then the probably good place to start is your messaging, your USP and your guarantee. A unique selling proposition and guarantee will cause your ideal clients and customers to feel compelled to do business with you instead of your competitors because you're different than all the rest. They'll actually feel compelled to do business even if your prices are a little bit higher than, than the competition because you offer value. It's a value-based message. It's a value-based your you establish yourself different than everybody else. All right. So how do you know if you need a USP and guarantee? How do you know if you need a brand message? 
shareholders and managers have identified and persuasively articulated a unique selling proposition and guarantee to compel the ideal clients or customers to pay a higher price instead of doing business with the competitors. And your entire team is aggressively communicating this message to the targeted market. If that's you, you can rest. You don't need a brand message. However, if no unique selling proposition and guarantee exists in the minds of shareholders, in the minds of managers and team members, clients, customers, and prospects, and the only point of differentiation is on price, and your business has no significant value proposition, all right, and unclear and confusing messages communicated by the team. If you ask several team members what it is that makes you different than everybody else and you get one response, then you're probably pretty good. If you ask your customers what makes you different and you get one response, then that's pretty good. If you go to strangers who have heard about you but are not yet customers and you ask them what makes you different and they have a single answer, then you're doing really good. All right. So your USP and guarantee is the message that controls in your marketing. So if you're doing a tactical marketing plan and you have all these activities and you're measuring response and you still need to increase the results from your marketing, then we start looking at the messaging in your marketing. That's where USP and guarantee comes in place. All right. And the quick cash strategy number five is the sales management system. All right. So if you find yourself saying you need more sales or better closing rates, then a sales management system is will provide the results that you're looking for. So if you have lots of leads, but you still need more sales, then you need a sales management system. This is a system that creates high-performance sales force by scripting their approach, coordinating their activity with the right customer relationship software, and measuring their activity and tying the results to their paycheck. So there's so many times I've gone into a business where their salespeople are paid a salary, but they may make a little bit of commission bonuses and everything. But for the most part, if they don't make sales, they're still good. They still, they're still able to pay their bills. They're still able to get to live life and pretty comfortable life. So that would be one thing. When it comes to sales, there's the three A's to a sales. There's attitude that you have your sales team has the right attitude, then there is activity, that they're doing the right activity, and then there's acumen. They understand the sales process and they understand your products well enough to be able to sell. So how do you know if you need a sales management system? If you look at a number five rating, which means you don't need it, then this would describe your company. The sales force has a well-tested, carefully scripted sales process that their activity is coordinated with an appropriate customer relationship management software solution, which measures and reports conversion rates and the results on a weekly basis. So basically, if you have weekly results and activities and everything on a weekly basis, you can measure the activity and the results that your each salesperson is doing. That's a good step. All right. Also, this, your sales force compensation is based on actual sales results. So if they don't sell, their income goes down significantly. If they do sell, their income goes up significantly. All right. And then the other side, how do you know if you really do need it? Then those involved in sales have no formal or tested sales process. Their activity is not coordinated, is not measured or managed on a regular basis. There's a large gap between high performers and low performers. Because when you're training people and you're working as a team, the high performers can actually end up sharing stuff that brings up the low performers. 
that's when you have a good sales team that the gap gets smaller and smaller between the high earners and the low earners. Salesforce compensation is structured around salaries with little emphasis on delivering results. So if you have salaries that are basically the salaries they get the most of the emphasis on and the very little results or very little change based on the sales results, then you need a sales management system. You can rate yourself one to five on this sheet. And again, there's some action steps how to develop a good sales management system in your business. So those are the quick cash creation strategies that I use for my clients. There's a few more, but these are the bag of tricks that I can keep in my pocket as a kingdom business coach to help my clients when they have a cash flow issue or they have a cash need. These are what I go to. Again, let's review these. Quick cash creation strategy number one is a cash gap plan. Strategy number two is a break-even plan. Cash gap plan addresses the gap between when you make the sale and when you collect. And the break-even plan addresses sales and expenses. Strategy number three is a tactical marketing plan. This is how you generate more leads and more business. Strategy number four is your messaging and your sales message, your USP and guarantee, your, the brand script that you use. Strategy number five is your sales management system and how you manage your sales team and the sales process. All right. So those are the quick cash creation strategies that you can use to increase your business. But remember, and this goes back, this is part of where the kingdom business comes in. We can do best practices all day long and stay in the practical all day long. But if we don't bring the spiritual and the heart into it, then we're not in kingdom business. All right. God has to stay and Jesus has to be Lord in every area of our life. If there's anything outside of him that we trust in, then we are trusting in mammon. Jesus says that we cannot serve two masters. We can't serve both God and mammon. It just does not work. So I would encourage you that if this is something that you struggle with, first come to God and address the heart issue. Are you relying on cash? Because as I shared in my story, God shared that he could not trust me with larger amounts of money. He could not trust me with more success because I was relying on my business. I was relying on my profit. I was relying on the system that I had created to generate revenue above him. So if I got large amounts of money, if I became really profitable and the business grew and I was able to scale it, then I would get the glory instead of him. And I would forget him and I would say, just like in Deuteronomy 8.17, you may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth. And forgetting that God actually gave me the ability to produce wealth. And he did it for a reason, because it confirms his covenant, which ultimately his covenant goes back to Moses, where he says, I will make you wealthy so that I can be glorified, so that people would actually see Moses' wealth and give him glory. Same thing in, I believe in Matthew 5, 16, I think it is, where Jesus says, you're a city on a hill that the world may see your good works and glorify them and father in heaven. That is where we want to be as Christians in business, as Christ in business. That is where we belong, giving God the glory, making sure that Jesus is Lord and we just use and steward his business to give him glory. It's not about writing checks to a church, but it is about stewarding what he gives us 
to grow and scale it so that people can look at what we're doing and there might be a clear, distinct difference. That's what I'm, I talk about when I talk about going beyond world-class and building a kingdom-class company. It means we steward everything different. We take care of our employees different. We take care of our vendors different. We take care of our partners different. We take care of the community different. We take care of our cash different. We take care of our profits different. We take care of everything in our business differently. All right. If you remember last week, I shared that I have a one-on-one coaching spot open. At the time of this recording, this that spot is still open. All right. If this is something that you'd like help with, if you'd like to dig into some cash flow issues in your business and find out what we can do to fix it. If you'd like some help with marketing, if you'd like some help with other areas of your business, if for some reason you want to create, if you need more freedom in your business or if you need more profit in your business or you need a better team in your business, whatever it is, maybe you just want to talk to someone about what it means to partner with God, what it means to profit with purpose what it means to build a kingdom class company, whatever it is, I have that one-on-one coaching spot open. And as with anybody, multiple people can claim this, but everybody that I work with, their first coaching session is free. It's a 90-minute session where we actually dig into your business. There's a few questions that we ask. You can go to thedavidrobertson.com slash apply to apply for a coaching spot, a complimentary coaching session, and you'll actually be taken to a page with my calendar on it. And from that page, you can actually pick a spot on my calendar and book it. Then on the next page, you'll be asked several questions to tell me a little bit about what's going on in your current situation in your business, how I can help you. And then from there, that will actually get on a 15-minute call just to talk about make sure I understand everything that you wrote in there. And if I think that I can help you, I definitely don't want to waste your time. So if I think I can help you with this coaching session, then we'll go ahead and schedule a 90-minute coaching session. So if you would like to grow your business, if you'd like to partner with God and profit with a purpose, increase your freedom and profitability, build a team so that you can go out and live the dream that God has given you in your heart, if that's something that you'd like to do while glorifying God and having it, impact on the culture, community, and cities around you, then go to thedavidrobertson.com slash apply and go ahead and book a time. doesn't cost anything. There is no high pressure sales. I guarantee it. In fact, if you feel that I've wasted your time, I'll even give you a hundred bucks just to cover your time and make sure that we're in good standing. It's a guarantee that I make that this is going to be a real coaching session that actually produces results and creates clarity for you in your business. Guys, until next time, until next week, next week we're going to be talking about time recovery strategies. So until next week, go be Christ in business. Make sure Jesus stays Lord, partner with God, profit with purpose, and go out and build a kingdom class company to give God glory. In Jesus' name. As this show is new, any and all support is greatly appreciated. If you haven't done so already, first, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, if you like the show, write a five-star rating and review. And finally, share the podcast with anybody you know that has a passion for business and a love for God, and invite them along with you to build a kingdom-class company. (laughs) 